Bible Treasures Topic 16 Helping Others Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. The subject we are considering during the last four weeks has been helping others. Beloved, when God created everything in the universe, He found that everything that He created was good. And only one thing He found, it was not good. You know what it is? God found that man without a helper is not good. Beloved, there is no man or no woman in the whole world who never needs the help of others. We all need help from each other. But unfortunately, it is selfishness that is very prevalent everywhere. So man desires to be a recipient than being a giver. Hence, our topic is how not to help. So far, we have done four lessons. Lesson number one. Do not consider charity optional. Lesson number two. Do not think you own anything. Lesson number three. Do not be stingy. Last week we studied lesson number four. Do not always wait for group action. Today we'll move on to lesson number five. How not to help. Do not be overcautious in choosing beneficiaries. Do not be overconscious in choosing the beneficiaries. Beloved, it is necessary to find out who really deserves help. But when we are too cautious to find out who deserves and who does not, we may neglect the one who truly deserves. Turn with us to book of Matthew, 25th chapter, verse 35. Look at the last line of the 35th verse. I was a stranger and you took me in. And in the negative he says in verse 43, I was a stranger and you did not take me in. In other words, Jesus said many times he appears as a stranger. Beloved, we want you to understand the biblical admonition given in book of Hebrews 13th chapter. Read the first two verses to you. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Beloved, they entertain strangers, but they happen to be angels. Who are strangers? Strangers are those about whom we do not know anything, except that we know they are in need. Even for strangers, let brotherly love continue. 
In other words, even to strangers, we are to extend brotherly love. You know, whom did this writer of the Hebrews have in mind when he was referring to strangers and angels? He was thinking about Abraham. We all know in the 18th chapter of Genesis that Abraham trained strangers. And it so happened, later on he found that, that they were actually angels. Yes, beloved, in Genesis 18th chapter, that is in the Old Testament, angels came as strangers. In the New Testament, in Matthew 25, Jesus says, He came as a stranger. That is why, beloved, in the Bible, we are called to do good to all people, whoever may be in need. Turn with us to the book of Galatians, 6th chapter, the 10th verse. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. As believers, you can have a special concern for believers. The Bible says, you show your consideration and do good to all people and especially to the saints. The same thing is repeated in 1 Thessalonians 3rd chapter. Read the 12th words to you. The Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all. Abound in love towards one another. That is among believers. It doesn't stop there. It says, and to all men. In a word, in the broad sense, because God is the creator of all, He is the father of all men and women in the world. And He is the savior of all men. Turn with us to First Timothy 4th chapter. And we look at the tenth verse. It says that God is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. He is the Savior of all men, that is number one. And especially to those who believe. Now this is the truth that Jesus wanted to point out in his Sermon on the Mount. Turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 5th chapter. Read to you verse 45 and then verse 48. It says, The Father in heaven, He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and saints reign on the just and on the unjust. As a father, He does it. And Jesus challenges us in verse 48. Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is also perfect. What is that perfection that Jesus is pointing towards here? No partiality between good and bad and between the just and the unjust. God sends His sunshine and He pours out His rain. And Jesus said, you be like that Father who is perfect. That is true perfection. And also, beloved, the Bible very specifically admonishes us to help even our enemies. 
Turn with us to book of Exodus 23rd chapter for a classic passage. Read verses 4 and 5. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you shall surely bring it back to him again. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying under its burden, you shall refrain from helping it. You shall surely help him with it. Not only enemy, but the enemy is a donkey. How God is sensitive and how much he emphasizes this truth. There is one Old Testament character who exemplified in this virtue. You know who it was? It was David. You know Saul died in backslidden condition. And he was an arch enemy for David. But you know the hot condition and the hot attitude of David. Turn with us to 2 Samuel 9th chapter. The third words. Then David the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? Oh, what an attitude, beloved. Saul was his enemy. And he died. But now what does David say? Is there not someone left in the family of Saul to whom I can show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. And the same thing is told about him in the 13th words. Maybe Vosheth, he was lame in both his feet. When you say both the feet were lame, you know what it speaks about? He was absolutely helpless. He cannot do anything by himself. What does he explain about himself in the eighth words? He bows himself before King David. You know what he said? What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? He was lame in both his feet. His own mouth confession is that he is worse than a dead dog. We want you to observe something very interesting. Any survivor of an earlier regime will always be considered as a lifelong threat. But you know, David, he just rose above that common practice. Here is a truth that is emphasized so often in book of Proverbs. Turn with us to book of Proverbs 25th chapter. We'll read to you verses 21 and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. So you will heap coals of fire on his head and the Lord will reward you. The same truth is quoted by Apostle Paul in his epistle of Romans. Turn with us to book of Romans 12th chapter. 20th words. Therefore if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. In so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Beloved, 
is natural to confine help to our friend circle. But it is supernatural to help even our enemies. That's what Jesus Christ illustrated by his death. When did Jesus die? For whom did he die? And with us to Romans 5th chapter, 6th verse. When we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When you come to the 8th verse, when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look at the seventh words. For a good man, someone will die. For a righteous man, one will die. When we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were still without strength, Christ died for us. We were still sinners, Christ died for us. Come to the tenth words. When we were enemies, Christ died for us. This is the love of Calvary. This is the kind of love God wants us to show towards all, especially to our enemies. Not only the death of Christ, but also his ascension was to bring gifts for the ungodly. Turn with us to the book of Psalms 68th chapter. And look at the 18th words. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men, even among the rebellious, that the Lord might dwell there. What a love, beloved. Everything that Jesus did, there was love, love, and nothing but love. When Paul is writing about the ascension of Christ in Ephesians 4th chapter, this particular psalm he quotes there, you can read it in Ephesians 4 and verse 8. We'll take one cultural example. We all know that a Jew will not even ask for water from a Samaritan. When Jesus asked water from the Samaritan woman, that Samaritan woman asked Jesus, you being a Jew, how do you ask me for water? That's the difference between Jews and Samaritans. But what did the good Samaritan do? He crossed the cultural barriers to help a Jew who was in need. Another truth we want to tell here. Do not use charity as a bait for evangelism. You know why we should help the poor? Only one reason. Turn with us to the book of Deuteronomy 15th chapter. 11th words. The poor will never cease from the land. Therefore I command you, help the poor. The only reason why we should help the poor is that he is poor. Acts of charity by Christians may attract non-Christians towards Christian faith. But that should not be our primary motive in helping people. Otherwise, charity will become bribery or exploitation. We will only produce Ishmael's instead of Isaac's. For example, you should not promise we will give you new dress if you come for baptism. 
Now these are all not in line with the scriptural teaching. God is interested in showing mercy. Turn with us to the book of Matthew and look at the 12th chapter. Verses 6 and 7. I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. More than the temple and the sacrifice, God desires mercy. Beloved, in this context, we also want to add another statement. There is nothing wrong in supporting secular relief organizations as long as their motives are right and their objectives are unquestionable. We'd like to ask a question. Did not God bless us before we became these children? Did we not receive help from believers before we became believers? Beloved, there is one point that we want to say in conclusion. We must be cautious in choosing the beneficiaries. We should not be over-conscious. At the same time, we should not trust help on somebody when it is absolutely not necessary or called for. Don't throw away helps recklessly on people. We should not do anything in haste. We have got our friends. We have got our family people. We have got our fellow believers. In major issues, we can always consult them before we can launch into a project to relieve. Here comes this lesson so clear to us. How not to help? Do not be over-cautious in choosing the beneficiaries. God bless you.